Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain Westwire football podcast, MWR.com. That's where you can find uh, written stuff we do from, I was going to say time to time, Matt, but it's like every day, essentially, because there's a lot going on at the moment. It is football season. There's a lot going on. It is. And so now it's later in the week. we got the podcast coming up right here, talk about week three. But uh, before we get to that, um, there's some big news in the conference. Um Mountain West Conference Commissioner, Craig Thompson. We're jumping right into his folks. There's no preamble. We're going here. He is uh, retiring at the end of the year. What was your first thought when he said he's retiring? I know a lot of people's first thought. What did you think, Matt? Did you – what was it? I mean, it was a surprise, isn't it? Because you know, maybe Maybe more so than just about, I don't know, any other commissioner in the FBS. Like he's – was he the longest tenured commissioner Anywhere on, the, anywhere on this level? At the least current, because Pac-12 new, Big Ten new, ACC yeah. new, SEC reasonably new. Big 12 has one like next week or whenever your mark takes over. Um, he's up there because isn't Carl Benson back in the, doing something with the whack again? I don't know. Sun Belt yeah, I believe so. But like, I'm so, pretty sure he's longest tenure, 24 years. 24 years. For, oh, first and only commissioner of the conference. Yeah, so with that being said, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, he's been the only guy in charge for the entire duration for for like the entire 
existence of the Mountain West, right? Yeah, he was the guy who started it all. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he was the associate so, commissioner with the whack under Carl Benson to help split away, I believe. Yeah. So I you should... just sort of take his presence for, for granted in a lot of sense. And then you realize, oh, he's 66 years old. Yeah, like yeah, you know, doesn't if show he it. Wants his... to... <laughs> yes. That's he's yeah. <laughs> Still got the hair of a of a 30-year-old. Yep. But I think you know, it, it's a surprise too, because you know, given what the Mountain West has been able to accomplish throughout, you know, its entire existence, you know, because it's sort of hand in hand with with what he's been able to do to sort of shepherd them from from challenge to challenge. And while I think a lot of people would say it hasn't been you know, a perfect run, no, I would say should, that you know, all in all, good. would you agree that the Mountain West is in a much better shape than it was when it was first created in 1999? Um, well, first of all, I should make a correction. He's the Sunbelt before. For some reason, I thought he's at the WAC. Mm. But he was Sunbelt Commissioner from 91, 98. Um, that's a hard question to answer because compared from day one till now, you had bigger programs. And he's always said, hey, if you want to go somewhere else, so be it. There's now a hefty penalty to leave or at least a buyout fee. But he also yeah. had – here's a couple of things he accomplished. Like, oh, he did nothing, whatever. Well, he had BYU and Utah in the league, which are really good teams. BYU mm-hmm. Utah is good enough to go to Pac-12. TCU good enough to go to Big Twelve. Like teams have moved up. Um, he started the first mount, the first conference only network, <laughs> while it being shuttered years later. And I I, I told the story a couple of times. Ahead of its time, at what well ahead of its time, miles ahead. And now you have that. You wouldn't have literally the NFL network or SEC network without Craig. Talk. They might, but it wouldn't happen as quickly. The Big Ten network, like you would not have those without this. And there are things they could have better, but it's expensive to have high dev cameras for a swim meet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or high depth for track meets. Like the Big Ten Network does a really good job. Like, well, we have a bit more money than the Mountain West, so we can maybe make it look just better equipment and stuff just because they have more, some more resources. But he started that. He And there's some bad things too, but he also, first BCS Buster, Utah, fought to get access throughout every step of the way. He's always been a playoff guy forever. And this seems to be his crowning goal, finally getting the playoff expanded. And not just want to get more teams, but allow one where – it's not invitational. If you're good enough and you win your league, you have a really good chance to make it, particularly from the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. He also so, drove the death knell, killed the whack as well. So there's that in his tombstone. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, like I said, I think there's there's plenty of good to go with the bad. You know, I think a lot of people would point to like, you know, the the Gonzaga miss or near miss or not even close kind of thing that, that came no, up no, and no. called basketball a few years ago preempting to blow it oh we're not going to get it done to the gonzaga i think 80 year presence like what we haven't had our meeting yet what are you talking about so there's mm-hmm. a miscuse some avoidable landmines that wichita state not inviting boise state with tcu back in the day and there's also this was not his fault at all but i put in our group message i couldn't find the article i wrote a long time ago it's around 06 or 07 or other sites where there's a time when you like the bcs was around there was a, a stipulation there if you're ranked above like a top six conference in these certain metrics, you would be granted an automatic bid to the BCS. And there mm-hmm. was a floating number. I want to say between four and seven, which seven would fit in there to give an automatic bid with the big East um, and all the other power five conferences plus the mountain West at the time. Now, so, but they were ahead of like the ACC and some metrics, but in the, obviously the big East who was kind of neck and neck with the mountain West a little bit above, but I wonder how things could change if the BCS, because the problem is nobody's in charge of college football. Is Bill Hancock still at the time of the playoff for BCS then? 
they technically qualified to get automatic bids. I wonder how much the league could have changed if they would have been given an automatic bid. It may have been nothing for a short time and they kind of slowly fade away, but having that bid for a couple of years could have done quite a few things. May not have kept Utah, maybe BYU, but there are some contractual issues with CSTV, predecessor to college sports television. But it could have changed a few things had they been given the opportunity where, where they did it on the field, but they still were shut out just because oh, you're just, it's one year but it wasn't one year. That's the thing. Yeah. And I mean, I think the other thing is too, you know, relative to other parts of the country, relative to other commissioners that are, you know, and, and, and I say this with Mike Oresco in mind, you know, trying to be more ever present, I guess, in the national consciousness, I think what ended up being Craig Thompson's strength or what will be his legacy is the fact that, you know, with a couple of exceptions, the conference has been mostly stable throughout yeah. his entire tenure. And and maybe part of that is, or maybe most of that, is geography. You know, by virtue of being out west in, in the Rocky Mountain region, you know, there are simply less moves to be made in this grand game of conference realignment that they've had to navigate, you know, two or three times to this point. Yeah. And so you know, the, the moves that they were able to make. Yeah. Like, you know, no, there's no BYU anymore. There's no Utah or TCU, but you know, the teams that he brought in, you know, Utah state has won a championship. San Jose state has won a championship. Boise Fresno state has, you know, won multiple championships. Yeah. Fresno has been competitive. Nevada has been an asset in, in both football and men and basketball for the most part. So yeah. I mean, on its face, like it, it, it's, we're not necessarily in the catbird seat, let's say, but I think given the circumstances, it's it's really hard to argue, I think, that the Mountain West, it, it's or, or maybe I should flip that around to say, it is very easy, I think, to make the argument that Mountain West could be a lot worse off without steady oh. leadership that was able to just sort of help convince university presidents to stay together in a lot of respects. Well, also, there's no place to go for some of these schools, too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think it, it's very easy to overlook sort of the quiet stability or whatever you want to call it. Like, maybe the axiom, no news is good news, is something that applies to Craig Thompson more than just about anything else. Because when the alternative is, you know, I've, I've called Mike Carrasco used car huckster uh, yeah. in the past. And that's, you know, do is that what you really want in a commissioner? I'd want a little bit like, of that. Like, look at, look at where Craig the ACC is headed in two years, or, you know, next yeah. year. Look at the teams that they're bringing in. Like, what, like, what is there Rice. to get excited about there? The Mountain West has a lot of really good rivalries. It's put together a really good product in, in a lot of, you know, a lot of the major sports and in a lot of the Olympic sports as well. So, yeah, is it a 10 out of 10? No, but it's definitely well above average. I think when, when we look back on it in, in five or 10 years or whatever, maybe after the next round of realignment, I think it's very easy to get sort of lost in the details day to day. It's easy to get lost in the present, but I think yeah. we'll look back and say that he did a lot for the conference when all is said he, and done. He, I would like a little more showmanship than he did. Cause before he's like, what it seemed like he was like a, whatever happens, happens type of dude too laid back. Like they're like, I thought Resco has gone too far. Cause here's the thing. You pump your league up so much. You lose Cincinnati, you lose Houston, you lose UCF. You know what I mean? So that's a, but he, I would have liked more than that than him being laid back. Like it's, there's the one point where 
I know there's the buyout now, the exit fee, but before it's like, well, Boyce went to sleep, just let him go. It's like, you can't say that out loud. He's too honest sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then they like, okay, Boise gets a little bit extra money here, exit fee here. Let's convince San Diego State to and BYU or yeah, Aztecs not be a TCU to come to the Big East and come back and stay or Boise State, all that stuff. And so there are some good things, but he there's some avoidable stuff. Like he's just too honest, and that's not in some careers and scenarios that's not always a good thing. And mm-hmm. he could have been a bit more flexible. Like, I honestly think Gonzaga is probably a pipe dream just because they use it for leverage to change their conference tournament for basketball and to get, I think they get an unequal revenue share for the tournament shares. And while that would have been a better league for basketball, they can already prove and they could get a number one and number two seed without being in the Mountain West, which has overall better basketball. But there's mm-hmm. some things they could. And I'm like, Wichita State would have been a good asset to the league for basketball and football. Like, there's lots of money. The thing that under, people may not understand, but in Thompson, I don't know if he didn't realize or I don't know. He's on the basketball committee sometimes. But those tournament shares are what makes some of these conferences huge. Like St. Peter's out in the MAC, they're going to get tons of money the next couple of years to make it that Elite Eight run. You bring in mm-hmm. more teams like Wichita, Gonzaga possibly, those NCAA tournament credits can be more valuable than the, the media rate TV deal or close to it. For them, for the football deal, almost not more money, but a good chunk, and it goes over year over year, and entirely gets it. And that's a thing that that's kind of miscue. The biggest things were those expansion being reactionary when Utah and BYU left. Like he should have got Boise State the first time around with TCU. Um, I could have been the BYU thing is so weird to get to because I've written about it a million times. I live in the area. The main sticking point was a contract that wasn't written down for. No joke, rebroadcasting games on BYU TV. That's all they wanted. And I get why CSTV or CBS Sports or Comcast versus Mountain, whatever, wanted to protect their thing. And there was like an oral agreement with uh, Dave Chekets. He's owned some MLS and NHL teams, St. Louis and Salt Lake. Or yeah. MLS and Salt Lake. But there are some things where I, I don't know necessarily believe that's him on it, but it's more of the, hey, here's the deal we have. But and they made agree, but nothing's written down. It's like, well, dude, BYU, write it down. And they already got their panties in a bunch, and we're out of here, and they're doing fine. And their big brain and whatnot, what they're doing is fine, is good for them. But there's a couple of things where, like, was that really worth losing that team over that small stipulation? I don't know. No, I'll say no. I'll definitely say no. But it doesn't mean they wouldn't still be going to the Big 12 if they stayed. They're also mm-hmm. pissed that Utah got invited, they got lost behind despite being historically better football. That's another. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's all there is to say. Veering off the path there a bit too much, I'd say. But people saying he's not, like, again, not ten out of ten, but the bad stuff sticks out. But the good stuff, like a bad thing, was going to Denver for the Mountain West basketball tournament a couple years, keeping things in Vegas, getting bull alignments. Like, well, the bull game sucked. The Trey Thompson's like, yeah, but the bull games wants to see a Big Ten Pac twelve matchup, an ACC Big Twelve matchup. It's hard to get those done right. And also doesn't help when ESPN owns all the bulls. Yeah. Oh, anything else you want to add to that? Or are we good to move on to games? No, I think we're good to move on to. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with Royal Caribbean. You don't just go to the beach. You visit a private Island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Three. 